Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host Therese Therese and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And this one, I'm going to go way, 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 way back. It's called Treacherous. Here we go. I am your wife, but you treat me so treacherously. Yes, I married you, and now I'm abused constantly. Emotionally, mentally, and verbally. You love practicing to deceive me. You are so untrustworthy. But you say that you imagine me having your baby. Please tell me how for us that will work when my feelings you always hurt. It seems like I am the last person on your mind and the first person that you quickly deny. When it comes to our intimacy, you don't even pursue me. Your treachery is very plain to see. And it keeps me on bended knees, praying. You want me to act like we are so in love in public, but I can't fondly remember the very last tender touch that I felt from you. I regret that. You lie so easily, and if you believe what you say, as if you believe what you say, and I still don't know why you treat me this way, I give you all I give you my all with nothing to spare fulfilling my vows and my promise to be here. But you mistreating me has me counting up the cost, especially when I see that you won't love me enough to change your wicked ways and stop deceiving me. You keep going astray. I foresee the two of us ending. I've been loyal to you in spite of it all, but your treachery is the very last straw. I plan on leaving you once and for all. Be treacherous by yourself. So I hope that y'all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon whenever it is that you hear this episode and it's been a minute since I have been on here because life has gotten in the way once again but I wanted to take a moment to just reflect on everything really reflect on The good, the bad, the ugly, and the indifferent. So, 
there's been a lot of things happening in this world. And I mean a lot. There has been things taking place. I believe it was a major earthquake in Haiti. There's so much going on in Afghanistan. The list goes on. So my heart goes out to everyone impacted by the loss of a loved one. I've been hearing about more people passing away. It's never easy when you lose someone. It's just never easy. No matter how the loss takes place, not even if you thought that you were prepared for the loss, it's just never easy. So my heart goes out to each and every person that will be listening to this episode that has been impacted by the loss of a loved one. May God continue to bless you and comfort you and keep your mind in perfect peace as you keep your mind stayed on him. And if you are someone who does not believe in God, I just pray for your comfort regardless. But I also wanted to take a moment to just talk about one of my favorite, favorite, favorite subjects. As y'all know, one of my favorite subjects is relationships. And so I've shared that I had finally started dating and I've met a lot of interesting people along the way. But there's one particular person that I have spent the most time with. And we have truly, I believe, in my opinion, formed this bond where we are able to talk about anything at any given time, where we are able to be completely transparent with one another, where we're able to share our truths, past, present, even our goals and aspirations um, and we're able to laugh at we're able to laugh at so much because we do a whole lot of laughing. And so I do consider him a, a really, really dear friend at this point in juncture of my life. And we were having a conversation um, not too long ago, a couple of minutes ago, truth be told. But we were having a conversation and how I know that he's cool people is that we could stay on the phone for hours and I do mean hours there's no exaggeration there um and just pretty much just shooting the breeze just talking about everything television shows talking about jobs talking about career changes just talking about everything my children um just everything and so it's been really 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 nice um to have someone to kind of just Cause I haven't even gotten to the point that I talk about dreams yet. I haven't really shared my dreams, so to speak, but it's been really nice to just exhale. That's like the best way for me to put it. It's been nice to talk about the things that frustrate me. It's been nice to get a, a gentleman's opinion. Um, it's been nice to be able to go to the movies and then discuss the movie afterwards. It's been nice to just hang out. But I was literally, when we were having our conversation, I just started thinking about, because I read some of my work to him. I read some 
um, a book that I had started that was supposed to be printed last year. And when I went to get it published, that publisher, at least the one I knew or the way I knew it was no longer. And it was very disheartening. So I kind of just put it on the back burner. So I read a portion of the first chapter to him and I read the prologue to him. And to get that insight, to get his insight, to get his perspective, um, and then to just, it does something when you hear from someone else, you know, because this, and I know, I know, if you're anything like me, maybe you're one of those people that you hate it when you tell your child something and it falls on deaf ears, but then a total stranger or who you consider a total stranger tells them the exact same thing. And then it's like, oh, you know, <laughs> the angel starts singing in heaven. Right. So maybe that's kind of how it was today, because I've heard some of the things that he shared with me from other people. But for some reason, when he said it, it just clicked when he affirmed me. It just made sense. When he gave his feedback, I was like, really? Really? So you see that for me? And I feel like every individual on this planet needs someone to be a true friend indeed that can tell you the strengths that they see in you, that can tell you the weaknesses that they recognize in you, that can tell you if you're on the right path, that can tell you if they feel, feel like you're veering off to the wrong path. I feel as if we all need at least one person like that, that can speak life into your life without there being a hidden agenda motive or whatever, just because they see what maybe others have seen, but they know how to convey it to you in such a way that you listen attentively. I feel like every single person needs at least one of those people because as I listened to this individual tell me, First of all, it was confirmation because my big brother has said the same thing. I call him big bro. I adopted him. He's not my biological bro. He is someone that I adopted, but I call him big bro. And he literally has said the same things and they have never met each other. So to hear the same thing be said by another individual within a three week span, I know that God is trying to get a message to me. And by the time he got done telling me what he saw, telling me what he heard, telling me what he envisioned as I wrote, I'm sorry, as I read my work to him, it was the encouragement that I didn't even know that I needed. Maybe you are in a rough patch right now. Maybe you are like, you know what? I cannot have another day like the one I had today. I cannot have the same conversation like the one I had today. 
I cannot keep going through the same things the way that I'm going through it today. Or maybe you're like, you know, it would be really, really, really nice to have just one person, one person that I can truly call friend where that person is for me beyond a shadow of a doubt. And I never have to question their loyalty. Or maybe you're that person that's like, all I want is a nap. <laughs> so all I want to do is go to sleep. Trust me, y'all. I was there this I was there like a few hours ago. My daughter came in my room and she was like, Yeah, you look like you're about spent. And I was like, uh, yeah, I am. I am about spent. But I'm a press on like I always do. I don't know where you're at at this point in your life. But what I do know is that sometimes it's the simplest things that could take place or the simplest things that could be said to you at the most opportune time that could allow you to open your eyes and see things from a different perspective. And it could be so subtle. Not like you're looking for it, not like you're expecting it. It could be so subtle that you literally begin to see yourself differently. So as I was listening to this young man speak into my life, and as I was starting to see the very things that he said that he saw, I have been here before because I've seen those same things, but you know how it goes. Life starts to happen and then life happens. And then you kind of put things on the back burner. You tell yourself, I'm going to get back to it. I promise I'm going to get back to it. I don't know when I'm going to get back to it, but I'm going to get back to it eventually. And you look up and a year has gone by. Five years has gone by. 10 years has gone by. 30 years has gone by and you never got back to it. So he and I talked about distractions because he was telling me that as I wrote, I'm sorry, I keep saying it, y'all. As I read what I wrote, he was saying that he could see everything so clearly that when I wrote it, I must have been in an atmosphere where there were no distractions whatsoever, where I was able to build those characters, where I was able to articulate exactly what it was in that particular scene because he could see it. He could see it so clearly. And then I thought about it and I was like, you're absolutely right. I was in a season of non-distraction. I didn't have any distractions during that time. As a matter of fact, I didn't share this with him, but I'm going to share it with you. During that time, I actually had found out that I had a tumor in my brain. I was on disability. This is prior to their taking the tumor out of my brain and then another tumor growing back. So this was a while back, like in 2009, 2010 back. That's how far back. And so um, during that time, 
because my health was the only thing that I was expected to focus on. Because if you know anything about surgery, a lot of times what they want you to do, because everything has to be in alignment for the anesthesia doctor and everything else. So what a lot of times what they want you to do, depending on how major your surgery is going to be, they want you to get in shape. They want you to get right. They want, you know, so that way your vitals and everything, um, hopefully will be steady enough to where not only will you go through the surgery successfully, but you'll be able to survive the surgery post-surgery. And so I only had to focus on my health. So I had no distractions. He was absolutely right. And um, because I had no distractions, I was able to character build. I was able to create my characters. I was able to articulate and make my errors and contact the people I needed to, to make sure that they corrected those errors. I was able to do all of that because I had nothing but time on my side. I literally did not have to worry about my bills because what was happening at that time, I was receiving enough money for the bills to automatically be paid. And so I was able to hone in on my gift. I was able to give my gift a hundred percent of my attention outside of me taking care of home, outside of me taking care of my children. And in doing that, uh, some very nice material came out of that experience. So when I read it to him tonight, just some of it, he was able to tell me, not knowing me back then, not knowing anything about me, he was able to tell me that based on the information that I shared with him, you must not have had any distractions when you were when you wrote all of this because I could see it. I could see it. It's it's very well written. Did you have anyone assist you with writing? Not saying that you can't write on your own. And I was like, well, I have my brother and my little sister. They helped me to edit. No, but you didn't have like anybody telling you. No, Mm-mm. he is like, Teresa, it's very, very well written. And so. I said that to say, sometimes you may be in a situation where you know what your gifts and your talents are. You know when there's no more distractions and there's no one telling you what you can't do, what you won't amount to, all of that, that you know exactly, exactly what your gifts and your talents are. And just how important they are to you without all of the distraction, without all of the noise. And I literally thought about like, wow, I have accomplished a lot in my, what some others may have considered downtime, um, considering the circumstances, you know, the fact that I had the tumor in my brain, but it wasn't downtime. It was an opportunity for me to tap into my true gifts and my true talents. And so now when I'm looking and reading over those words, sometimes it could be a bit of a shock because it's like, wow, I really did write this. Wow. But I was in a different headspace. So I was able to write it. Sometimes you got to change your frequency. You got to change your headspace in order for you to execute that dream, execute that vision. Sometimes you have too many distractions and it's, it may seem like it's a simple task, 
But then you look up and you're like, I don't know why I can't get this done. All I got to do is do X, Y, and Z and it'll be done. Like, why is it taking me so long? Why? Sometimes we have to quiet the noise. We just have to quiet the noise. And it's not always easy. It's not always easy to quiet the noise. It's not always easy to put yourself first. It's not always easy to cast down all of those imaginations that try to make you believe that your best is not good enough. It sometimes it ooh, it could take it could take a lot from you. Just making sure that you remain covered, just making sure that you remain positive. But I know that you're able. You know that you're able, and it's just a matter of operating in your ability. It's just a matter of doing it and doing it with every fiber of your being. Can you imagine if you just think about for a moment what some of your greatest skill sets are? Some some of your greatest, the things that you can do in your sleep. And every time you do it, it's phenomenal. Whether it be cooking, whether it be baking, whether it be reading to someone, whether it be writing a poem, um, whether it be playing basketball, whether it be playing football, whether it be jogging, playing tennis, whatever, doing makeup, putting makeup on people, beating the face is what they call it nowadays, um, whether or not it's doing hair. Think about the thing that you do and that people, every time you look up, Someone is complimenting you and they're telling you, oh my God, that's phenomenal. And not just one person, many people are telling you every time they see your work, it's like, wow, I'm in awe. That right there is some, what you need to remind yourself every time you think about giving up on your gifts and your, on your um, gifts and talents. Every time you think about putting them back on the shelf. Think about the compliments that you receive from other people that maybe you just were about to put your portfolio up and someone is walking by and they see it and they're like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Can I see that real quick? Oh my God, this is taking my breath away. Maybe you need to shake the dust off. Maybe you need to pull those things back out. All the things that literally lit up your world that you have allowed someone else to dim that light because they were intimidated by your gifts, because they were intimidated by your talent. Maybe you need to dust it off and get back to work. So as I read those words to those pages, I felt myself come alive as I was reading that insert to him. And the reason why I felt myself come alive is because Whenever I am operating in my gifts and my talents, that's when I feel most free. How about you? When do you feel most free? When do you feel like there are no boundaries? That you can accomplish anything? Is it when you are operating in your gifts and your talents? Is it when you are doing something that you're passionate about or is it when you're being forced to do something that you're not passionate about 
I understand everybody has their bills to pay. But what if you could pay your bills by fulfilling your dream all at the same time? What if I was watching, (laughs) I was watching a sermon on today. And one of the things I loved that the bishop said was that it's all about how we think. It's We got to reframe how we think sometimes. And I'll be the first to say that I've been that person. I've been very guilty of talking myself out of my next blessing. Um, self-doubt being one of the reasons or um, constantly re-questioning myself, like just not being confident enough in my decision where I'm just like, okay, so should I do it? No, never mind. That indecisiveness, that indecisiveness kicking in. I've been a victim of that. I've done it. I've been guilty of it. But it's like, what if you took all of the excuses and just pushed them off the table? What if you took all of the distractions and just shoved those off the table? What if you eliminated self-doubt, chunked it, and you sat with your gifts and your talents, even if it meant reintroducing yourself to your gifts and your talents? Hi, my name is Teresa. I love to write. So today I'm going to write a short story and I'm going to have two characters, a man and a woman. Maybe you start there. Something to get you started on fulfilling your hopes and your dreams. Silence the noise and work on living your best life now. This is going to conclude my episode, but before I conclude it, conclude it, I am going to read a letter to my future hubby. Now, just like I was probably considered all over the place on tonight, this is going to be a little all over the place too, but it's okay because I'm writing to him. Here we go. It's dated August the 24th of 2021. Dear future hubby, I've missed writing you. I've been living these past few days and when I tell you I am still on cloud nine. In the midst of all of this living, there are three things I've come to realize about myself. I believe life takes on a brand new form when you begin to see it through um, clearer lenses. Here are a few takeaways while I am (laughs) on my present journey. There is a young man who I have been hanging out with for a few weeks now. He refers to me as my friend. And I must admit, I truly love the sound of this. So he'll tell me, how's everything going, my friend, when he calls? Hey, my friend, how's your day going? (laughs) Hey, my friend. And I love it. I absolutely love it. And so here is what I've learned thus far while being in his presence. 
I never have to compromise my identity to be in his presence. He respects me and my journey. I am favor. I'm God's favor. This alone carries weight. Because I know my worth, I know enough not to cast my pearls before swine. Therefore, because I have seen what honoring me looks like, what respecting me looks like, what cherishing my presence looks like, I never want to deal with another man who would dare to prostitute me in any type of way, mentally, emotionally, physically, or spiritually, rather than protect me at all costs. Maybe you're wondering, how have I gotten all of this out of a friendship? Because this time I've been intentional with the people I spend my time with, and he is included in that equation. I love to laugh. And we, when we are around one another, that's exactly what we do. We laugh a lot. Laughter truly is good for the soul. And healing is too. I enjoy being in the presence of people whose energy will allow me to heal from the inside out. From past trauma. From past mistakes. From past issues. From my entire past, Lord willing. (laughs) And there are a handful of people in my life who truly have this effect on me. My big bro is one of them. He can just pronounce my name the way he does. And I start smiling from the inside out. He makes my name sound like royalty every single time he says it. My best friend has that effect on me. It doesn't matter what she and I talk about. Laughter is always in the mist. My aunt and I have this where we can talk about anything and God still gets the glory. My mom and I have this where we can fuss at each other one minute and be laughing our butts off until we're crying the next. (laughs) And this young man has managed to add a new layer of calm to my life. Good people are a gift. Good people with good hearts and good intentions are truly a miracle. I pray that you are also surrounded by good hearted people who only wish And want what is best for you at all times. No hidden motives, no hidden agendas, just goodness abounding towards you. Because you deserve to be honored. You deserve to be respected. You deserve to be adored and you deserve to be cherished. I love you. Love, Teresa. So I hope that y'all have the most amazing morning, evening, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But please 
do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.